Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance. From the Zig Sauer Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And here we go, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here at the Georgia AAR Ranch. Sig Sauer Studios lit up for you at the ranch. Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone powered up. Mark Walters behind the mic, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. All brought to you by the great X Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Texas, how you doing? It's been a day, man. It's been a day. I know you've been busy all day, and I appreciate your help there behind the scenes. It has been a day, but I'm doing okay. Well, you know, you got new partners lined up, and it makes us work a little bit harder yeah. than normal. Sometimes uh, a scramble. It's a scramble right up to right up to showtime, but that's a beautiful thing. I, I don't mind that at all. It's fun stuff. Why don't you be kind enough to tell people, because this is kind of a break for you. Right. Tell is people it? where to watch the show. Yeah, it is. Quiet. I, yeah, it is. This is a break for Greg. Because I said it was. I don't care what he thinks. I said it was. Is it, oh, says the guy you, not yeah. doing it. Would you tell people where to watch the show in beautiful high definition and uh, not while they're driving, please? Remind them that. And uh, jump on the app and uh, participate in the chat because it's always fun. And there's going to be some great sausage in between breaks. Those of you watching the show can see a Gibson Les Paul behind me. And uh, I'll show that off during the breaks. So jump on it. Uh, sure, if you'd like to watch Axel Walters during the break play his guitar. <laughs> He's a singer, by the way. You might want to say Slash. Oh, uh, I don't care. Head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, on the right-hand side of that website, you'll see the menu icon. Just give it a click. And when that window opens up, you'll see your Watch Live option as well as your Listen Live and the podcast link. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to the shop link. If you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Now you can take a break because, uh, you, you know, it's it's our guest Ryan Petty joins me. <laughs> and Ryan is as benign and nice a person as I am. And we don't have to worry about hitting any dump switches or anything like that. Ryan Petty, how are you, my brother? I'm good, Slash. How are you today? <laughs> There's a drop for you right there. I'll tell you what. I can play some of his riffs, though. That's pretty cool. That's Slash pretty Walters. Cool. Slash Walters. Good heavens. I don't know. Have you seen him lately? He looks pretty rough. Man, those guys are road hard, man. They, they Wow, yeah. And Axel? Whew. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. They're going to need you soon, Mark. You're going to say, hey, put me in, coach. They're put me in, coach. Put me in. Get me off the bench. Put me in. <laughs> I want $15 million for that one gig. Then I'm good. I'm comfortable. They probably won't do that anyway. Ryan, so welcome back from SHOT. What a crazy SHOT show you had, my friend. I'll let you elaborate however you so choose. Well, 
<laughs> that show never quite goes the way any of us plan. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say. Uh, now, I'm only three years in. I don't have the uh, pedigree you've got, uh, Mr. Walters, but, uh, That's but none of the three you. years I've been there. Yeah, slash to me. <laughs> um, does Slash have a ranch? <laughs> Just, I'm do you have a ranch? Slash <laughs> probably has lots of ranches, yeah. Anyway, God, anyway, yeah, I uh, we we were there. Uh, we got in Sunday. Everything was cruising smooth. My uh, I, I get there. I brought my sons this time, which was a real treat for me to have them there and let them experience shot show. We were all excited about going to industry day at the range. Uh, get to get to see the new guns and and shoot them. More importantly, and 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 test them out. My oldest son was not feeling well the entire time. Um, and I think it was Monday evening. It's such a blur, right? When you go to Vegas, you just never know exactly. Is it morning? Is it night? What day is it? But I think it was morning. Uh, I think it was when, or sorry, Monday afternoon. He started to, he started to feel really sick and, uh, we took a look at him and, um, and we, I, I said, all right, buddy, we're going to the hospital. So we went to the ER and 28 hours later, um, he he had not yet been admitted to a room. He didn't have a bed. They were in and out treat, treating him in the ER, but then t- making him go and sit in the waiting room uh, while he was in between treatments. And uh, and uh, we'd had enough of that after 28 hours. I said, give him whatever med- medicine you're going to give him, and then we're getting on a red eye. And we came home and uh, checked him into the hospital here in Florida. I'm happy to say he's out. He's doing much better, feeling pretty good. And uh, uh, what a nightmare. That was definitely not SHOT Show. It was some other kind of show, but not SHOT Show. <laughs> you know, I got to point out, ladies and gentlemen, he just got out. This was a week-long deal. And, boy, I got to tell you, I hand it to you because you still accomplished a lot of what you needed to accomplish at the show. I don't know how you did it, but it is a testament to your will. Believe me, lots of things are a testament to your will. But we're glad he's doing okay. That was a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Because you and I were supposed to go to the Crossbreed Holsters deal together, and you couldn't make it because of that. And that's when I yeah, found that's out right. That was Monday. So, wow, what a crazy long week. But on a side note, I'm glad to know everything's fine with your son. Did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? And give me your takeaway on the show. While you know, we're coming back, I'm asking our guests. I don't want to focus on it, but... I want you to tell listeners what you saw and what you think they might have liked. What, what did you think about it overall? Well, a couple things that, that I saw, I know, I know we're going to want to talk about. First of all, just, just to step back, I was only there a brief period of time because we came home early, but wow, was it much more crowded than it has been the past two years. Yeah, and the agreed. excitement enthusiasm level was so much higher this year. So it feels like the industry is getting out of, I, I know we had some record sales during that summer of love and all that kind of thing, but I think it was a weird time for America. Uh, it feels like things are coming back. We're starting to see some innovation. Um, you know, I know you want to talk about uh, the, the new pistol from Carr, and I, and we saw the Daniel Defense pistol. Daniel Defense has a pistol. Can you believe yeah. that? Amazing. Um, that was pretty exciting. The Carr, now Ryan and I were together early in the day. We got to see those, those guns together uh, with your son. Um, the car. Let's go there with the two minutes we have. I was actually a guest on another radio show this morning in South Carolina, and that gun came up again. So 
it's going to be a big seller. What did you think of it? Make a comparison between that and the Daniel defense. Okay, two different types of, you know, two different types. Uh, they're going for two different categories of shooters. Um, Daniel defense, it, you know, it's a higher end, it's more of a 1911 style, uh, beautifully manufactured, beautiful, you know, just a beautiful gun, a lot of history to that Daniel defense gun. Uh, Mark, I know you know that better than I do, but, um, it, you know, a higher price point, but just a, just a phenomenal. But the, the feel of that gun was unbelievable. The way the slide moves and the, the trigger pull was just like butter. I mean, it was an absolutely beautiful gun. On the car, I, you know, what a great – if you're going to jump into that, what a great gun to jump into. Uh, you know, the magazine compatibility uh, with SIG yeah. and, uh, you know, it just uh, what an awesome gun. What a, what a great job by car. The, both of those guns, the action on the car, I think, to me, felt like it was on ball bearings. And you just you just nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for your first pistol, that that is that's a go to for sure. The price point on that gun, as I mentioned over the previous couple shows, is about five hundred and forty nine to five hundred ninety nine dollars. So you're going to find that up to par with any of the other, you know, compact striker fires like the Glocks, etc. And as you mentioned, Ryan, the, the Daniel defense is a little bit higher price point. It's got the uh, hammer uh, cold forged uh, steel in the barrel. Same way, same production as the rifles, a little bit more costly, but. I don't know. Is that going to be an everyday carry gun, that Daniel Defense? I, I'm not sure it is. I think that's going to go to a, a more you know, range market, a more competitive shooter market. I can see that becoming a competitive shooter. More so the car, which is it, no doubt what we refer to in the biz as an EDC. That means everyday carry for those of you liberals that aren't into all that stuff. But if you carry a gun every day, that car will work, won't it? Car, car is a beautiful option, and, and just being able to you know, never have to worry about, can I get a magazine for it, right? Because you got yeah, like three right. options. <laughs> Just so yeah. so cool that they that they were able to engineer that. Because, you know, so many guns fail because of, um, you know, the, the magazines, poor magazine support, uh, or just magazines that aren't manufactured very well. So anyway, you've got your choice there. Yeah, the Daniel, I think, is something I would just want to maybe pick out and just, you know, Look at a lot and hold it and and take it to the range for sure. I think I think yeah. competitive shooters are going to love it. Um, I would just more be of a race gun. Damage right? it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's more it's hardcore because of the way Daniel Defense makes their builds. But I would call that more. It's more of a, a beauty and a race gun. It's nice, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check them both out. And they both happen to be partners of Armed American Radio. Imagine that. And those were two of the, of the most popular firearms that were on display. We have three more segments with great Ryan Petty. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Indeed. Welcome back to AAR Ranch. Six-hour studios, Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense powerful microphone. X-Insurance presenting it all. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to mention a new partner 
who you will hear uh, during the third break, I believe, Greg, uh, today anyway, probably likely the first and third breaks coming up. We had to get the spot in quick. That was one of those last-minute changes that we had to make. You may remember this company. They were with us. I've known the owner a long time, and it's armslist.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you why this is so important that you support ArmsList. And, Greg, I don't know. Do you know much about them? Do you know their history by chance? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, well, they were one of the first Internet marketplaces for firearms. And the Brady campaign went after them in ways I can't even tell you. Let's just say lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit went after Arms List. Trying to blame Arms List for the dastardly deeds of evil minds and evil criminals. Arms List has beaten them in court with a rolled-up copy of the Constitution relentlessly every single time. They are here. They are winners. They fight for your gun rights, and it's real important that you support them. How do you do it? We have an AAR promo code. Visit Arms List Firearms Marketplace and check it out. It is a dynamite site. These people are winners. John, who we'll bring John on to the show in the very near future. Armslist.com. Armslist.com. Seems like touch and go. You know, those Brady's and the rest of them got a lot of money. And Armslist beat them back relentlessly, which is what it takes. So, what do we do here? We support Armslist.com. You should support them too. Please visit them. You'll find everything that you want in the firearms marketplace over at armslist.com, armslist.com. And again, we make it simple. The promo code is AAR. Let's go back to Ryan Petty. Ryan, welcome back to the show. How familiar are you with armslist, Ryan? Are you familiar with the history there? Uh, You know, when you were mentioning that they had been sued, I, I seem to remember that, but I don't know details. Well, here's the details. We win, you lose. There you go. Oh, want to try it again? We win, you lose. Okay. Oh, we'll try it again. We win, you lose. Ladies and gentlemen, the Second Amendment is under vicious attack, as you well know. And when you've got companies that stand up like they did, it would have been very easy for them to go, but when you're right and you know it, you fight. And when you fight when you're right, you win. And this is a prime example. These are great people. They support the Second Amendment. And guess what? They support Armed American Radio. So we support them. That's the way the equation works, ladies and gentlemen. And I know, Ryan, that you would agree with that. I don't mean to put any words in your mouth, but I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't get the, um, I, you know, I, look, I'm grateful for the way that things have worked out in the courts, uh, for the most part, in, in favor of our constitutional rights. It really is um, beyond obnoxious. It really lets you see who these people are, that they would they would try to sue uh, business out of, you know, out of business uh, over doing legal and, you know, legal commerce, the selling, uh, buying and selling firearms. In the United States is legal commerce. It, it always has been. It, it always will be. The Second Amendment guarantees that. And to try to use the courts uh, as a way to financially punish something that you don't like is um, reprehensible. But that's who these people are. It, it absolutely is. Well said. And I, I just saw this. I just got an alert. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not know this, 
but Taylor Swift will be attending the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So I just I thought that you might want to know that because that's very important. And I want to thank Fox News for having three more Taylor Swift stories up today. I don't know what I would do if, if I didn't see that. Ryan, uh, yesterday I spent some time in the second hour of the program on what to me is a fascinating conversation. And that is when is when is a firearm secured? You're an FFL. And, and I kind of want to take this to you now. A lot of listeners don't hear that on affiliates that don't carry the second hour. And I want to bring this conversation to you. And that is, we know there's legislation. Biden has got an executive order. He's going after right, securing firearms, right? They want to punish you for someone who steals your gun because your gun was stolen. Now, there was a letter to the editor from a guy was supposedly, a, you know, a gun rights guy, carries every day, throws that disclaimer out, but believes that if I leave my gun unsecured, that I'm responsible for whatever happens to it when it was stolen. So I want to throw a question at you. If, I'm, if, I, if my gun is unsecured, using the term unsecured, meaning I don't have it in a small safe or it's not in one of my big floor safes, but instead I have it on top of my refrigerator, and I leave to go to the grocery store, and when I come back, I find my home broken into and ransacked. Did a criminal steal an unsecured weapon from my firearm when they broke into my locked home? Or can I rightfully consider my locked home to be secure, Ryan? And should I be responsible for that criminal breaking into my home while I was gone? I, I want to get your, your, your opinion on this. Yeah. You know, it all hinges on the definition of secure, doesn't it? What, what may be secure to you and me may not be secure to the next guy or a jury of 12 of our peers. It, it just, it's another way of whittling away um, at, a, at a constitutional right. It's another way of these nanny state folks trying to tell you and me how we should live. And it goes, it goes from the way we cook our food to the cars we drive, to how much energy we use, to the way we choose to exercise our rights like the Second Amendment. There is no corner of our lives that they would not like to direct, to guide, uh, to put rules on us. But how upside down is our society where we blame the victim for the actions of a criminal? It is not the law-abiding gun owner who left that firearm in, in what they believed was and should be their home, their, their domain, their kingdom, their property. You shouldn't even have to lock your front door technically, right? But, yeah, but we I argued we that yesterday. We, take, we all take precautions. We all take precautions. But again... They will never be satisfied with the precautions that, that they ask us to take. It will be, well, first, you've got to store it in a safe. The next thing will be, well, you've got to store it in a safe, and your magazines have to be in a different location, in a different safe. And then it's going to be, well, your ammunition has to be in a different place than your magazines in a different place than your safe. These people just want to drive and control your, your, our lives, and so they want to dictate how we how we live. And at some point we've got to say, I'm a responsible gun owner. I'm going to take appropriate measures to 
act responsibly to secure the firearms so that people that don't have my permission to use them don't get them. But I can't stop somebody. I can't stop a criminal that's going to come into my home and take my firearms and do something bad with them. That's yeah, when, beyond when, my control. It is beyond your control. And when we come back, Greg made a great point on this topic yesterday that I want to bring back up to you. We're talking with Ryan Petty, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Six Hour Studios, brought to you by X Insurance on the Daniel Defense Mike. Comes back right after this break. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Greg, ask me how many Defender Coffees I had to start my day this morning at 5 a.m. How many Defender Coffees did you have to start your day at 5 a.m.? Two. That's one less than yesterday. It is. I felt a little better about that. You should. Yesterday sent me off on the rails yesterday. Ask me how many scoops I had of Defender Coffee. Three yesterday, so that was nine scoops. So have you... uh, Today was two scoops. Have you been avoiding the militia roast when you need a real kick? Yeah, I I put that on a shelf, dude. (laughs) Because it was some high-powered stuff. Hundreds of milligrams of caffeine. I, I, yeah, my wife accidentally drank it, and I thought she was going to have to go... You know, if you've ever seen the movie, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur, the original Arthur? Yeah. Right? I think now I'm going to go to the hospital. That's pretty much what it was like. That stuff was hardcore. you got to be really careful with that. DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code, of course, AAR. DefenderCoffee.com. Start your day with Defender Coffee and support the Second Amendment with every sip. Ryan Petty, welcome back to the program, my brother. I want to go back to this safe thing for just a moment. I was able to find the letter to the editor that from the Chattanooga in Tennessee, Ryan, that I highlighted yesterday in the second hour. Live listeners might not have heard it if they didn't get the podcast. Let me read the letter quickly. Our district attorney states that most violent crimes in Hamilton County are committed with stolen guns. If that is the case, then we must do something. There we go. Do something to stop gun from being stolen. And that's what it says, to stop gun from being stolen. Correct? That would mean holding gun owners responsible for securing their weapons. The article also says that gun control advocates have suggested prosecuting the gun owners. I am not a gun control advocate. Rather, I think everyone should have at least one. I carry everywhere I go, and if I am unable to bring my gun into an establishment for legal reasons, in parentheses, it is locked in a safe in the trunk of my car. Now, I'll go back to that in just a second. Leaving a gun unprotected should be punished, should be a punishable offense, and the punishment should escalate if the gun is used to commit a crime. The gentleman that wrote that is named Patrick Finnegan. First off, I want to go back to that. If I can't get into a place, then I go back for legal reasons, and I go back. The gun is locked in a safe in the trunk of my car. Ryan, I find that very difficult to believe, okay? I personally would not walk out to my car in a parking lot, unholster my weapon in plain view, plain sight, and put it in the trunk of my car. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. Maybe he does that all the time. Maybe he does it sometimes. Maybe he's just making a statement. I don't know. Maybe he does do it all the time. That's just inviting a theft as far as I'm concerned. Not to mention freaking somebody out who sees you put a gun in before you walk back into the store. All right, there's all that combined. But let's go back to part of what he said, because Greg brought up a great point, and I point out yesterday. Look, Ryan, if I steal your car because you left it running in front of a 7-Eleven, which there are 7-Elevens in Florida, 
is it any less of a Grand Theft Auto because you left the car running? It's still the same charge, isn't it? Isn't it still punishable by the same, the offense punishable by the same punishment? Because it doesn't matter if you left it running, I stole it, right? Doesn't change the crime, doesn't change the, the degree of the crime, does it? It absolutely doesn't. It's still Grand Theft Auto. Okay. So Greg asks, what if someone breaks in your home? We were talking about this yesterday. And with you, again, somebody steals a gun on top of my refrigerator, which to me is secured in my house, which is locked. My house then is a big giant safe, right? Well, somebody steals that gun, and while they're at it, goes through a drawer and steals a car key and then takes off in my car and kills somebody while on their way out. Are they charged with murder because they have my car? Is the automobile, what, what goes on there? Or they would be charged with murder, but am I going to be punished? That's the question. Because they used my car that they stole because my car key was not secured? No. Let's go down the hall. They, they, they stole the car. They committed the, uh, they, they, they committed the crime with the car. These are these are events that you can't uh, foresee. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but this is just should be common sense stuff. The the law should be based on common sense and what's reasonable. And the idea of charging a law abiding car owner or a law abiding gun owner for the criminal actions of somebody else is it. It's not meant to make us any safer. It's meant to ensure control. It's 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 a way for these folks, these tyrants uh, in training. Let's call them tyrants in training. Ooh, like uh, it's that. a way for them to control what you and I do and the way we live. And that's their ultimate goal. They don't like the way you and I live and they can't leave us alone. And uh, that's why they're uh, you know, that's the root of all of this, Mark. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense because they want to punish. If someone steals your gun, they want to charge you with a crime because you left it unsecured. If someone actually steals that gun and uses it to commit another crime, then they want you to be punished further in addition to. But again, we use that automobile. They use my unsecured car key. Don't I have my I have a right to own my firearm. My car key is a privilege. If they murder a family in a in a minivan because they're running from the cops in a car they stole from my house, to use their logic, I'm responsible for that because my key was unsecured. I mean, this is just crazy stuff, Ryan. There are people that want to put you and I and you listeners in jail because somebody steals your stuff and uses it to commit a crime. It is absolutely abhorrent. But they're not going to stop, are they? Go ahead, Ryan. No, and to think about it the other way, what the equivalent for the car would be to to put it in a garage, to lock it in a garage. But of course, you can't use a regular garage door. We need to use a armor plated garage door, right? We need, <laughs> and we we can't have any windows in the garage, so we need to armor plate that. And then, Mark, you need to store your automobile with the engine separate from the automobile, right? You need to put that oh, into a different room. What a great Maybe analogy. Take, Maybe take the tires off the car, too, and put them in the backyard. And then that way, that way you've now secured your automobile. So we should have we should be required to have garage lifts in our garage disassemble part of the auto. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then we have to store the tires separately so they can't get at them. Otherwise, it's considered a loaded car. 
Oh, it's incredible. That's a fantastic analogy. That, Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds so bat crazy, but it is exactly what they want for your gun rights. Go ahead, Ryan. Wow. Great analogy. Well, I mean, if your car has got an engine in it and it's got fuel, isn't it? I mean, it's a killing machine. It's just sitting there waiting to kill somebody. And it, it, it's a loaded car, Mark. It's loaded and it's ready to kill. And we've got to do something about these killer cars that are in everyone's driveways and in many people's garages. And we've got to do something. We've got to remove, you know, we've got to drain the fuel and remove the engine every time you bring that car home or somebody's going to die. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, something to ponder. Something to ponder. This is what they want for you. Let's switch gears and go to New Mexico. The great state of New Mexico is under attack because, I will say, because of Governor Grisham and because of Democrats. And what could they be doing now? You know, Governor Grisham in New Mexico banned the Second Amendment within the city confines of Albuquerque and was soundly and roundly rebuked by Democrats in positions of great power in New Mexico. What does her wish list include now? Now the Democrats in New Mexico are pushing an assault weapons ban in New Mexico and a two-week waiting period, or I'm sorry, let's get this straight, cooling off period before you can purchase a firearm. Among other controls, there, as AWR says, and I quote him, they're close, that closely mirror controls that have been in California, have been in place in California for years. Now, we're getting ready to take a break, Ryan. We'll spend the last segment on this. And I, I really want to focus on the cooling off period, because I know every time I've bought a gun, boy, me personally, I probably should have cooled off a little bit, too. Right. I should have cooled <laughs> off before I bought that gun. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if I spent, but that's not what they're talking about. My, my rethinking my purchase because maybe I can't afford it and I want it. That's not what they're concerned with because I'm, you know, if I own a gun, I'm eventually going to kill somebody with it because that's the way they think. So we'll talk about some of the gun controls being pushed by, of all people, who Democrats in the great state of New Mexico. New Mexico, you're listening on a couple stations out there. You're under vicious attack. I hope you're ready to stand up and fight. You're going to need to get ready. We'll be back. segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Before we get started, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got this up on the phone right here, not on the computer, but we have uh, Joe Biden. We have some breaking news from Joe Biden. Let's give it a listen. Well, one more time, Joe. Yeah, you don't say. Okay, I'm not sure what that was, but that was President Joe Biden. I don't know what he was trying to say. Ryan, could you interpret that for us by any chance? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I don't speak that language. I don't know what he was trying to communicate. But that's Greg, also the you, case with Joe Biden. <laughs> Greg, do you have the brewery clip? Can you have that up while we're on Joe Biden? I, I don't have it handy. You don't have it handy. Okay, I'll give it to you. Oh, the, the beer brewed here is the brew, brew beard here is the, oh, thanks for giving us the Great Lakes. That's what he said. We don't know what that means. 
Good heavens. New Mexico. Let's go back to New... Oh, before we... Goat guns. Ladies and gentlemen, have you picked up your goat guns yet? Coming up on, on uh, what is it, February 14th, Valentine's Day. You got to hook us up. You got to help us out here. Use that AAR promo code. Pick up some goat guns for yourself as a gift. The best. You'll become addicted. I'm warning you in advance, but they're not... Maybe, maybe, Ryan, we need a cooling off period for goat gun purchases because they're so cool. I don't know. Goatguns.com, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Ryan. They're phenomenal. I love those. They, I love those things. Oh yeah, I, the the attention to detail those guys have. They're they're amazing. They're amazing. And they're interchange. They're they're accessor- You can accessorize them with suppressors. With you know, with optics. There's all kinds of cool stuff that you can put on those little toy guns, ladies and gentlemen. They're a blast. Goatguns.com. Support them for supporting this show and supporting your right to keep and bear arms. Goatguns.com. Use the promo code AAR. Get 10% off right off the cuff. So let's go back. You do have the brewery clip. Let's, let's play that real quick because this, you know, Ryan, I, I want your thoughts on this too just because we, have, we can pick on Joe Biden. Go ahead, Greg. And by the way, used to make beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer here in this department. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's like Ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, Ryan, that's your president. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. That's terrible stuff. All right, let's go back to New Mexico. So, Ryan, a cooling off period. You're an FFL. And what responsibilities What responsibilities do you have as a law-abiding gun dealer if you suspect foul play? What's, what do you do? How do you handle that as a dealer? Yeah, it's a great question. So there's a, you know, obviously the focus uh, for many FFLs like myself is to make sure that we're actually selling the firearm to the person, you know, that's standing in front of us and purchasing it. And it's not a straw purchase, right? It's not, it's not going somewhere other than the person buying it. And, you know, we, but as a business, you know, so as an FFL, I have an obligation to make sure that that's, that's not happening. And that's relatively easy to do. The National Shooting Sports Foundation that just put on SHOT Show does a fantastic job of of helping dealers understand, you know, how to avoid the pitfalls of selling a firearm illegally. They do a great job, uh, much better than the ATF does, by the way, of explaining uh, our, our responsibilities there. But as a business owner, Mark, it's like it's I'm no different than anyone else. If I don't want to do business with somebody for whatever reason, I don't have to do it. Right. I don't have to sell you a firearm. I don't have to sell you ammunition. I don't have to sell you that backpack over there uh, on the wall. I can just ask you, you know, to leave the premises. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, I haven't had to do that. Uh, most of my sales are to people that, that I know pretty well. And um, I haven't had to kick anybody out of the shop, so to speak. But um, but but I know that, you know, as a as a human being, we've got, you know, obligations to try to do the right thing. And, and I think most if not all FFLs try to do the right thing, whether that's because it's legally mandated or just because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to go with in line with yeah the legal mandate. Yeah, but guess what? It's the right thing to do. It, uh, just a personal experience. I'm not an FFL, but I, I've lost count of how many gun shows I've been to over the years. Lost count. I wish I had a dollar back for every time I attended one. I'd have all my money back, right? I've been to a lot. And I, every time I've gone in with a gun that I was interested maybe in trading, Ryan, okay, 
it's inevitable. Somebody you've never seen before walks up to you and says, what do you got in the case? Is it for sale? And I'm polite. No, it's not for sale. I'm, gonna, I'm trading it in. Okay, not for sale to you. Well, let me, I'm, gonna, mm-hmm. no, it's, I'm not interested. I'm going to trade it in. There's a reason for it. Here's what I'm thinking in my head. I don't know you. I'm not going to sell you this gun. I don't know you. I'm not selling you my gun. Now, there are people who do sell guns like that. I am not comfortable doing that. As a law-abiding person, that's my personal choice. I'm not obligated by law. I can lawfully sell that gun to someone as a private sale, but I choose not to do that. And I, I believe that most lawful gun dealers act the same way, just like you described, because they're good people that are in business legally. Now, are there bad gun dealers? Yeah, there's bad lawyers sitting in jail. There's bad judges in jail. There's bad Indian chiefs in jail. There's lots of NFL players that have been in jail, some that will be. So there's coaches' sons that are in jail. There's somebody from every walk of life in jail that does bad things. But the other side likes to point to gun dealers as what does what the every town call them? Bad apple gun dealers or the Brady's coin, that goofy phrase, whatever it is. But I, I believe people do the right thing because most people want to do the right thing. And I, maybe I'm naive, right? I don't know. But I think most people act like you do in that, respond, in that respect. So that begs oh. this question. What is the quote-unquote two-week cooling-off period designed to do? Now, again, let's approach this as a Democrat pushing it as a gun control bill. What is it designed to do in that context? Well, it's in that context, it's designed to put a legal barrier in between somebody that wants to purchase a firearm and their right to do so. That's, that's the goal there. And, you know, they... Look, this is what the left does every time. They'll put some they'll they'll give you an example that seems reasonable. Hey, we need a cooling off period. Nobody nobody should go, you know, the, the the boyfriend and the girlfriend have a fight, right? And it comes to blows and he goes down to buy a firearm to finish her off, right? That's the example they use. Now, how often does that happen? Not very often. How many yeah. times do people go down to the gun store right away and buy a gun? Uh, that that because they're angry doesn't happen all the time. Look, there are firearms. I, I've lost track of how many hundreds of millions of firearms. The idea that somebody that is angry is going to go down, buy a firearm, and turn around and use that firearm, you know, within within the hour. Sure, could it happen? Absolutely. Does it happen very often? No. Is it a major source of crime? No, it's not. And so. The goal is to separate you, either physically or, or temporally, from your rights and to get you used to not being able to exercise those rights and, and, and to say, hey, you know, yeah, it's okay. I, don't, I, don't, I can wait three days. I can wait seven days. I can wait 21 days uh, to exercise my right. But in the meantime, that, that young lady that was abused by that boyfriend that needs that firearm to protect herself is not allowed to have one and and she's in physical danger and that is um uh that is a violation of her rights yeah the cooling off period ladies and gentlemen is designed to cool off legal gun sales that's what it's designed to do to stop people like you from purchasing firearms because as just using ryan's example if the boyfriend wants to kill his girlfriend, he's going to do it right then and there with his fists. He's not going to say, oh, let me go get a gun and finish her off. It's nonsense. They're liars, every single one of them. Ryan Petty, thank you for being here. We love you. Glad everything's great with your family. Welcome home. Ladies and gentlemen, Lee Williams will be up next, and we'll see you on the radio.
just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 